Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww, yeah? In this week's podcast, Ethan and I have got our competitive spirit out, and we're telling you 10 of the best free online games that you can use to practice your English. And as always, when you're finished listening to this podcast, head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english because I have a bonus game that we are going to play together. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and informal way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, riding an elephant, or even playing chess. So I'm joined here in the cross-Atlantic studio, I can say that again, by the one and only Thunder Down Under down there in the Southern Hemisphere. How's it going? What's up, Ethan? What's up, everybody listening? Thanks for joining us again today. Hopefully you never move to the Northern Hemisphere because I think the Thunder Down Under won't, won't work anymore. I know. I think the Northern Hemisphere is just too cold for my for my body. <laughs> if you're in the Southern part of the Northern Hemisphere, it's not cold. Oh. It's not all cold up here. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> or just move, move to the equator. Maybe you can call me the, the Thunder from... Oh, no, it doesn't fit. It doesn't go together, does it? It doesn't. No, it doesn't work. That's why there's there's only one down under in Australia. You can call me the king in the north. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone who doesn't know, that's a reference to Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. There you go. It uh, was a great series until until the end. I know, ruined dis- it for me. But disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I thought my intro there, riding an elephant, not so relevant, but playing chess is relevant. You could play chess with an English speaker or with a a person in another part of the world and maybe practice your English. But today we're going to be talking all about different games that you can play because learning through games is just a way that you can make it a lot more fun, dynamic. It's definitely a good way to take it out of the classroom, getting out of your boring textbook and doing something more relevant. And I definitely uh, love all sorts of games when I get together with friends and stuff. And I find that for language learning, so many of them have to do with like either you're speaking to the people you're with or they actually have to do with playing around with words and expressions and double entendres and things like that. So they can be a really great way to expand on your your vocabulary and your knowledge of that language. Absolutely. And me personally, I don't know about you, but I'm a really competitive person. So if I'm playing <laughs> a game in Spanish or Portuguese or, or a language that's not English, I always find myself like forgetting that I'm, you know, practicing the language because I just want to mm. win. And it's all about winning. Do anything to win. <laughs> that's a good point if you get carried away because you're not even sure what time it is how much time has passed you've been practicing your english for hours i mean that's pretty amazing there i think most people probably have more of an experience of studying and like looking at the clock like how long has it been oh my god feels like two hours have passed it's only been five minutes you said something interesting what does it mean to get carried away to get carried away that's a phrase of verb that means that when time starts to pass really quickly you forget what you're doing you get disoriented, that sort of thing. So you could maybe, if you were talking someone's ear off, then you could say, sorry, I got carried away. I <laughs> didn't realize I was going on so long. Yeah. 
Exactly right. And we're going to be talking all about games. Another really fun way that you can practice your English, another way that you'll get carried away, your time will just fly, is with the new Real Life English speaking app where you can listen to this podcast with the transcriptions and all like the vocabulary and everything is listed out for you. So it makes it a much better way to learn with this podcast if you're not already listening to it over there. And beyond that, we have speaking events every single day. So you can go on there and you can meet people from all around the world. And it's like you have four minute conversations. So it almost feels like every four minutes you're traveling to a new part of the world and learning about new cultures, meeting new people. So it's really exciting. You'll definitely want to check that out. We'll have it linked in the description and on the show notes of this episode. So before we get into talking all about games that you can play to improve your English, besides our app, we have a shout out for a very special English listener, podcast listener, and app user. Yeah, and today's shout out comes from Shahida. And sorry, I'm sorry about the pronunciation. But <laughs> before I go on to this shout out, I just want to say, I know I'm a fluency coach with real life English, but I think the app is amazing and it makes me feel not emotional, but like it makes me feel really proud to read people's testimonials about the app because it, it truly is unique. And anyway, let's let's go on. It says, Shahida says, it's a really fun and amazing app and it's easy to use. It doesn't only give us access to various podcasts on different topics, but it also enables us to speak with someone, which is, of course, an amazing way to practice and learn English. And that was, of course, a five-star rating. So that's awesome news. Amazing. And I love like the little emojis there. It's like a little, <laughs> the clapping one, the hundred and a thumbs up. So <laughs> an emoji is worth a thousand words. We do like our emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you want us to shout you out, you can do like Shahida, you can leave us a review for the app, which I think he or she did over on the Google Play Store. Or you can head over to Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us there, you can leave us a five-star review. That's another way you can show your love and help other people from around the world discover the podcast. And finally, if you're not using either of those yet, then you can go over to the show notes of this over at reallifeglobal.com and leave us a comment there. And that's another way for us to shout you out. So whew, so that was a mouthful. So let's jump into, before we get into the main topic, we have some incredible idioms for you. So because the topic of this podcast is games, I actually have two phrasal verbs and two idioms with game, believe it or not. And the first one is game on. And we use this one when a competition or game is about to start. And mm -hmm. I remember like back when I was growing up, uh, we played tennis uh, like with my friends at school or something like that. And it's like, okay, Ethan, me and you, let's play. And maybe Ethan would say to me, it's game on, Ollie. It's like the competition's yeah. about to start. It's ready to go. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely really great if you're, I think it goes along with the games that we're going to be talking about today because if someone challenges you to something, you can say game on and I'm ready for the challenge. Exactly right. That's a, that's a perfect one to use and it has the word game in it even. The next one is it follows on from game on. So Ethan and I have been playing tennis for maybe 10 minutes and I beat him and I can say to him, Ethan, game over. And it basically <laughs> means that what you've been playing or what you've been doing has come to an end uh, in an unsatisfactory or unsuccessful way for you if you lose or for the other person if they lose. Whenever I hear that, I just think of like the Mario music every time he dies, like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Which if anyone's played Mario oh. when they were younger, probably knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not a Mario player. I'm, uh, I'm not much of a video game 
type of person. Oh man. I know. Well, that's that's very disappointing for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, moving on to the idioms. The first one is fair game, and I like to think of this one because I am, you know, coming up to my 30s and I've lived in share houses for a while, and we all mm. kind of have a section in the fridge of where we put our food, but if someone puts it in a section that is kind of no one's, you can say, so for example, it might be a cake. Someone might put this cake <laughs> in a section that is kind of like everyone can eat. And you say... No man's land. No man's <laughs> land, exactly. You say that, you open the fridge and you see the cake and you think, oh, fair game, I can eat it. And it basically means that you're allowed to, you know, eat the cake because no one has claimed it. Another way is when someone or something is criticised and we often think of celebrities being fair game. Like celebrities are fair game for the press, the media. Uh, so... Yeah, you can criticize them, right? Yeah, kind of the same for like politicians. It's like if you've chosen a very public life, then, you know, you have to you have to be able to roll with the punches, so to speak. Yeah. And I guess that's the same for us. We're choosing a public life, being here podcasting, making videos. So I guess if people criticize us in the comments of YouTube, it doesn't happen too often, luckily. We have to be able to, you know, roll with the punches. Exactly right. We're fair game. We're fair game. <laughs> Only love, please. <laughs> no, we appreciate your feedback. <laughs> and the, the last one is ahead of the game. And this is to know more about the most recent developments in a particular subject or activity than another person or companies that you are competing against. So the example you know, going back to the app is ahead of the game because there's no real language learning app where you're able to connect to people and have video calls where you can also download the podcast and read the transcript as you go. Uh, so yeah. And another way that you could say ahead of the game is I'm two steps ahead of you. Or if you're two steps ahead of someone, it means you, you have an advantage. Totally. Yeah. That's, I think we use both of those a lot, pretty much all of these, all of these ones that we mentioned today. We use a lot. So that's a great place to roll into the main topic, talking all about different games. And while you're playing some of these, you can put your English to practice and try using some of these. Or maybe you're over on the app. So maybe the next time you connect with someone, you want to try to put some of these idioms or phrasal verbs to use. Oh, yeah. Hey there, Real Lifer. Just a quick break from this episode to share a big announcement with you about the recent launch of the brand new Real Life English app, where Ollie, Andrea, and I, your Real Life Fluency Coaches, will guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and literally speak English in the real world, which is to understand natives, speak with anyone, and connect to the world. So how do we accomplish that with our app? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency, plus check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocab, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the real-life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. 
What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or going to www.reallifeglobal.com slash app or search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Aw, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, so what is the first game that you have for us, Ollie? So the first game is No Word, and this is a vocabulary game. And personally, in my list, this is my favorite because you read the definition or an explanation of a word, and then you have to type into the space provided what that answer is. And I like this game because you can be competitive with yourself because you have a two-minute limit to basically answer as many questions as you can. Also, another good thing about this is the fact that you can choose what category you want. So if you're interested in sport, you can choose a sport category. If you're interested in movies, you can choose movies. If you're interested in Disney, you can choose Disney. So it's a nice way to see a definition and think of a word. I, I actually did this myself and I chose science. I don't know why I chose science, <laughs> but uh, it was quite difficult, actually. I can imagine. That, like Even for a native, that's going to be pretty difficult. It's just like getting the definition of a word and having to think of it, especially because sometimes maybe there's more than one word, but it sounds like a really... Especially if you can time yourself and you can try to like beat your personal best and stuff, I think that's a great way to challenge yourself and get your brain a workout. Absolutely. And how do you spell the name of that game? Because people just hearing no word, they might think <laughs> it's like no words, like none at all, but. Or no words. I know words. It could be mm, homophones, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> go and watch my lesson on the Real Life English YouTube channel about confusing words. Homophones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's actually spelled, it's one word, K-N-O-W-O-R-D. So it is a bit of a pun. Yeah, right. Something like that. Something. It's something. <laughs> All right. So moving on, what's the next one? So the next one is called Proof It. And this is a grammar and spelling game uh, that you can look on Google. So all of these games are, you can find them on the internet. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I like this one too, because it's proofreading. And if you don't know what proofreading is, it's basically where you read uh, a paragraph or a sentence and you try and find the mistakes or you basically say to that person, yes, you got everything correct. Your writing is perfect. So this one, you proofread a sentence and you try and find the mistake. So you find the sentence, you try and find the mistake, and then you have to correct it. So you're basically the teacher. It's like the student becoming the mm -hmm. teacher. <laughs> and I know my students love that. <laughs> Most definitely. I think like teaching is one of the best ways to learn really, because they say like you don't really know something until you can teach it. You haven't like really internalized that thing until you're able to explain it to another person. So I think that's definitely a way to test, like, you know, maybe you've studied the grammar rules, you've studied the spelling and stuff, but, you know, are you good enough to actually be able to identify it and correct it? So it's a really great way to put everything that you've been studying to the test. Totally. And I, I know that a lot of teachers listen to our podcast, non-native teachers. And when I did my English teaching course, there was 
half natives and half non-natives. And the non-natives really excelled and did great with the grammar (laughs) because they had learned it. And us natives were there like, what's the present perfect? What's the future (laughs) continuous? What is a phrasal verb? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's so true. It's like you you bring that up to just a normal native on the street. Like any, that's the terrible thing about like learning with natives. Like everyone wants to learn with natives and there's a lot of great things about it. But the terrible thing is like you ask any grammar question, like, why is it said like this? Why isn't it said like this? And they're like, I have no idea. I just know how to speak it. Yeah, it just is, right? <laughs> yeah. So that is very true that I feel like most English learners know more about English grammar, even maybe even like English spelling in some cases, like some natives, some of my friends are like terrible spellers. So I even just saw like something the, the other day that I thought was like a great example uh, of like connected speech because it was... Um, it, it, it's like you say in English that like, you should not have done something and the person wrote like shouldn't of like OF shouldn't <laughs> like shouldn't of which is just like it makes perfect sense because like if you think about the sound of it it sounds like that but it's it's obviously those two <laughs> words together make no sense. It's classic. Oh, that's so. That's quite funny, actually. But I'm not surprised because we'd say shouldn't have done. That. Yeah, and and bless my bless my dear brother who I do love a lot. <laughs> but um, instead of saying he's h e apostrophe s for he is, he'll write his like the the possessive pronoun h i s. Yeah. And every time I correct him, he's like ah oh, you which means like <laughs> he's just saying words that uh. are because he's annoyed that I'm correcting him. Oh, you're an English teacher. You don't need to correct my grammar all the time. It's an easy (laughs) mistake. It's an easy error to fix. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely definitely agree. I think that there's... There's no room for those kind of simple mistakes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's not rocket science, as we would say. Oh, what does that mean? If something isn't rocket science. We say like something's not... What are the... It's usually like rocket science or we say like brain surgery, right? Are the two. It's not rocket science or it's not brain surgery. Meaning it's like, it's something simple. It's not, it's not as complex as like, I guess those are the two things that we probably think are like the most difficult jobs you can have is either having to put together a rocket or having to operate on someone's brain. So if you want to say something simple, it's not the most polite way. So probably don't say it to your boss, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've talked a lot about proof it. That sounds like a really fun one for the grammar obsessed out there, yeah. which I am a little bit. So I might even go try that out. But (laughs) what's the next one? So the next one is from the BBC and it's called Word Shake. And this is a vocabulary game. You have about 12 letters and you have two minutes. And basically to get as many points as you can, you need to like form words. So you'll have 12 random letters and yeah, form a word. So you might have L-O-V-E and you can type in love. (laughs) Love that that can... What else can you spell with that? (laughs) That's the first thing. Oval. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mate, oh. Um, uh, but the challenging thing about this game is, you know, the words that have more letters earn you more points. So a three-word letter like um, fun might be two points, whereas like a six-letter word might be like seven or eight points. So the longer the word, the easier it will be. That sounds very similar to uh, a very popular, like one of those games. I don't know where you find it nowadays, but they used to have it in the newspaper called The Jumble is what it would be called in the States. And it's like uh, basically the same idea is that like you have a certain amount of letters and you have to try to get all of the different words that you can spell with those letters. So uh, that's probably something else that people could look up if they like those kind of spelling. I guess it's like spelling game. It's also, I mean, those things, they, they're all like 
really difficult like brain activities, you know. It is. When I was doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't think of anything. I'm not very good at those. No, me neither. <laughs> my dad's like obsessed with those, but I've never, I've never been able to really do them that well. <laughs> the next one that's a very similar one, it's another thing my, my dad always does them. So what's the name of this? So the name of this is ESL Crossword Puzzles. And I like this one because they... It's a crossword where you read clues and you have to complete the words from the clue. So the clue might be, it's the capital city of Spain, which is Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> I almost <laughs> said Barcelona. Sorry to our no. Spaniards out there, Spanish people. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I knew it was Madrid. Um, so, <laughs> so you read the clues and you complete the crossword. And the great thing about this is you can choose your level. So I wanted to test the beginner level. And um, so I went on and did a beginner crossword. And it's like, what is the past tense of have? And it's had, right? H-A-D. And then you can go to more advanced crosswords, which is also quite fun. So this is like another interesting way to... um, no word, I guess. Instead of having the definition, you get like a different clue. So if you mm-hmm. if you don't like reading definitions, then maybe a crossword might you might find more useful. Yeah, and if you want to probably take it more even more advanced than that, then there's like crossword puzzles all over. Like I was saying, my dad is obsessed. Like he does he does every single day. The New York Times that's like probably one of the most famous crossword puzzles. The New York Times crossword puzzle he does every single day without fail. So. Um, those ones are very challenging. Like I can't do those, but maybe if you're, if you're someone who's very, um, I don't want to say intelligent, but like someone who's like remembers facts very well, if you have kind of like a photographic memory or something, or you like trivia, then that can be a really fun way to practice your English and also really challenge yourself. So New York times crossword puzzle or probably just searching crossword puzzles. You can probably find millions of them. Totally. I, I find crosswords a little bit boring. (laughs) I do too. I'm not, it's not my thing, but yeah, I think <laughs> some people are obsessed. Yeah. I prefer games, which I have like a time limit because it makes me feel, you know, gets my blood pumping. It makes me feel, <laughs> you know, not stressed, but like you need to achieve something within a certain time limit. <laughs> you have anticipation, right? Exactly. Yeah. So should we move on? Let's move on. So the next one is called free rice and this is a another vocabulary game and it will develop your vocabulary as I basically just said. <laughs> and the goal is or the aim of the game is you have to match a word with its synonym. So you'll have a word for example big and you'll have to match it with its there's four options to choose from so you might have small little massive or tiny and you have to choose massive which is the synonym Mm -hmm. with big right Uh, and again this has a time limit and the more questions you answer in the time limit um, it the more points you get I like this one because you'll be able to increase your vocabulary and when you're writing or when you're speaking you can you know use more varying language which is you know if you're taking a test an IELTS exam they want you to use different different language and not to repeat yourself all the time because that can be a little bit boring that's very true they definitely give you extra points when you can use more advanced vocabulary or variations and things like that and that's also it's not so important in speaking I think because I think in general when we speak we use a fairly limited vocabulary we don't tend to use these like really colorful words but if you have to write that becomes really important because you have to I mean, if you want to do, 
if you want to be a good writer, then it's really important that you are not using the same words or you're not using really simple words. So that can probably be a, a great way to create more of a varied vocabulary and stuff that'll help you with your writing. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real-life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural, and convenient. The best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod, that's P-O-D, to sign up. Now let's get back to today's podcast lesson. All right, what's the next one? So this one is for you grammar nerds out there, and it's brought <laughs> to you by the Cambridge English Assessment, and this is the company that has the IELTS exam, and it's called Quiz Your English App, and this is actually an app, and you can challenge players from around the world. Uh, you can also challenge your friends if you have friends as well, and it's basically a fill-in-the-gap type app where you have like a grammar sentence and you have to choose the correct form. So the sentence might be I da 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 last night and it could be I was watching TV, I had watching TV and you basically have to choose the correct answer which would be the past continuous in this example. Mm -hmm. That sounds like really great if you can actually, if you are adding that competitiveness to it because you know then it gives you an extra drive to want to win and to want to improve your grammar in that way. Sounds a lot better than just like studying right. a textbook, <laughs> grammar textbook for sure. Fantastic. What's the next one? So the next one is if you are interested in playing games with general knowledge, it's Lovett's free online trivia. And trivia is basically questions about things that are unimportant. I think trivia comes from the word trivial, right? Yeah, definitely. Coming back to my dad, so this is like should be the sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Ethan's dad. Yeah. So he, he's also obsessed with trivia. Like whenever I'm, not so much with COVID, but usually whenever I, I go home to visit, uh, it's always like, it's Tuesday night, let's go to trivia. It's Wednesday night, there's another trivia. <laughs> it's like he knows, like he has them like all scheduled out to the different bars that do trivia and it's like we have to go hit them all, you know. Yeah. It's the pub crawl, but it's like a trivia crawl. So it can be a lot of fun. I'm not, I'm not like that much into it because again, I just don't have that much general knowledge. My dad has that kind of photographic memory. So he really likes it because he knows like everything. It's like, how the heck do you know? I don't know, whatever, very, very random, <laughs> obscure fact that. <laughs> That's the thing. I think it's difficult if you get like a science category or something like that. I'm not sure what the culture is with trivia in the States, but in Australia, it's a big event like, ah, oh, Tuesday night's trivia. Let's go to the local pub or the local bowling mm -hmm. club. And we're going to have dinner. We're going to have a few beers. We're going to play trivia. We're going to catch up with some friends. It's like a big thing, especially in small yeah, yeah. towns. <laughs> in the in the U.S., it's mostly have been like that. That's a really popular thing to go do with your friends. I think especially because like it's usually in a bar and stuff, and so you have some drinks. I think it's fun if you go with people who they're not taking it too seriously. Mm. So I like going with like my mom, with my dad, because my mom and I, we like don't really care about it. So like we drink wine and my dad has the time of his life. Oh, fancy. There you go. Wine. Yeah. And <laughs> come from a wine capital. Oh. Uh, so 
if people, if you really like trivia, if anyone listening to this really likes trivia, there is a game show in the U.S. that's super famous called Jeopardy, which is J-E-O-P-A-R-D-Y, I believe. I'm spelling that correctly. Hard word. But uh, this is something that's like really popular in the States, and it's like the quintessential trivia show to watch. So if you have very obscure knowledge like my dad does, then Jeopardy might be a great program for you to start watching. And I think it's available for free online. Yeah, I was just about to say, I used to play this when I used to teach English in Bolivia. We used to play this with my my teenage and my adults classes if we had some time at the end, uh, which they get their competitive spirit out. So yeah. Yeah, again, competition. It's really great for, for learning. It is. And you can test your... The good thing about like trivia is it's in categories. So if you're you know, in a pub where you don't get to choose the categories, then I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can choose the categories <laughs> online. So you, if you like Disney, you can choose a Disney category and answer questions about... Fantastic. So we only have one more left in this category and then we have a couple a couple special ones. But what's the, the last one? So the last one is 20 questions and this will help you with your question formation because I know like sometimes, you know, the structure of English and the structure of sentences can be a little bit different from your native language. Mm-hmm. So this one is good because you'll be able to, um, you know, see the structure of sentences. Uh, so you choose a topic. Again, I'm just going to use movies as an example. And then you, and then the computer will ask you questions and the computer will try and guess the person you are thinking of. So I did this with Disney, actually. I'm going back to Disney. Love Disney. And my person was Mickey Mouse. And I went through all the 20 questions and it actually guessed (laughs) who it was. Wow. So, yeah. It's impressive. Does it have the option to do the other way around? That I don't know. This is a great way too. I think it's a great game that you could play if you have other friends who are learning English to practice that out. Um, because you can just, you can do it in real life, right? As well as just asking questions like is, um, I think they have to be yes or no questions, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's like, is your character real or something like, is the person, <laughs> totally. yeah. And is it, your character real? Yeah. yeah. And, and you say yes or no. And the, the person who is, um, not guessing the person who has like the idea, they just say yes or no to every, everything, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, um, going back to the ESL teachers listening, this is a great game to play as a warmer at the start Mm. of your lesson, especially if like, you know, if you're, if people are late, um, arriving, then you can, you know, break people up into groups and and play this game at the start of a lesson as well. Mm. Great idea. I think another really great one, I don't know if you played it is like the, the heads up app. I think it's actually yeah. was developed by Ellen mm-hmm. from the Ellen show and it's it's a lot of fun too and it's a it's a good one because sometimes it's like you have to guess like words like that and stuff too. So that's one I've played with uh with friends here like a great dinner party game that people could check out the app on their phone. All right. So there's two more that you have here that come with a, I believe they come with a warning, right? Yeah. So these are actually live online games. And again, if games are live, you're talking to random people or you're communicating with random people in different parts of the world. So again, uh, here's my warning that, you know, you can take it 
or leave it. <laughs> you can accept it or, or you don't have to listen to it. Um, but yeah, anything to do with online, you know, if it's a dating app, if it's an online game, if it's, you know, even Instagram or Facebook, you kind of have to be careful because you sometimes you don't know who you're talking to. Um, and <laughs> that's the warning. So the, the first one is League of Legends. And people may have heard about this. And when I was doing my research, it uh, it was founded in 2009 and it's still popular wow. 12 years later. And it's a, it's a free adventure game where you complete challenges with other players. There's a built-in chat feature so you can type with people. However, a lot of people use programs like Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D, <laughs> to speak with others while playing. So if you feel a little bit uncomfortable with like actually talking, you can still chat and practice your reading and practice your writing if you're into online games, adventure games. Totally. I think if you if like you're into playing video games, any sort of video game like that is is where you have the online part of it that you can be chatting, text chatting or you can actually be like talking to other players. It's like a great way to start building your your confidence and stuff. Yeah. And the last one that I have is called VR Chat. And I hadn't heard of this before, but apparently it's quite popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's similar to League of Legends. It's a video game online. Um, and you act as an avatar and you chat with people from all over the world. You can friend request people so you can form friendships. Uh, and I, I learned that Assume if you're a female or if you're a male, assume that everyone is a guy, a male, unless proven (laughs) otherwise. And when I was watching like (laughs) reviews for this, apparently people use voice enhancers to make their voice sound different. So guys are making their voice sound more feminine to like... So, yeah, you, you need to be careful with that. So be careful because you could get catfished, right? Exactly, yeah. Catfished is when you think you're talking to someone but it turns out to be a completely different a completely different person. It's the, mm-hmm. the MTV show Catfish is like the famous, famous show. Yeah. People like meet online and they, they think that they're like in love with this person, but it ends up being maybe someone who's like a different gender than they were expecting or mm. they sent like a picture that's like 20 years old or maybe the person has gained a lot of weight since yeah. <laughs> they sent that picture or something. So that's, me. that's when getting, <laughs> getting catfished. <laughs> and, you know, that's why I said... Go with caution with like your live online games. If you like video games and you want to practice your English, it's there for you. Uh, But check your safety features as well. Make sure that you're as secure as possible. Don't give people your address or credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Credit? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be so silly. Oh, gosh. There's a lot of scamming out there, actually. What is scamming? Oh, to scam someone. Oh, how can I explain this? To scam someone is basically when you tell them that you're offering a service or you're offering them something and Mm -hmm. you give that person your credit card details, but they actually rob you. They steal all your money and you don't get the service that they promised you. Right. So as we said at the start, a very safe way and fun way that you can also practice your speaking is with our new Real Life English Speaking and Listening app. So definitely go and download that from an app store near you. And you might even meet Ollie and I over there because as Ollie had mentioned, we like to spend time on there and meet meet our audience and meet English learners from around the world and talk about different cultures. I like to meet people from countries I haven't been to and ask them what it's like to live there. So you might see us, but even if you don't, you're going to meet a lot of really cool people. You'll have a great time. You will gain a lot of confidence with your English speaking. And before we wrap up, if you want to continue your learning, you of course have to head over to 
Instagram at reallife.english because Ollie's going to play a game with you. Oh, yeah. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> get your pens out and get ready to uh, test your English skills with the game that I've got organized for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So thanks so much for joining us this week on the Real Life English Podcast, and we hope to see you soon over on the app or back here next week. One, two, three. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.